This episode is brought to you by Trillium Aesthetics. Let's face it, the weird look is having a moment. When you look around at celebrities, strange-looking eyes, overfilled lips, puffy cheeks, and faces that don't seem to move at all are common. You've probably started seeing this around you at the store or when you're out with your friends. Trillium Aesthetics is the place to go for non-surgical treatments that keep people wondering, did she have something done? What does she do to get such beautiful skin? The team at Trillium Aesthetics prides itself on results that whisper, but don't shout. If you're looking for non-surgical treatments to brighten up a dull winter complexion, add a little pout to your lips, or erase some pesky smile lines, call the team at Trillium Aesthetics. Schedule online on their Instagram page at Trillium underscore aesthetics, or visit the website trilliumaesthetics.com. Welcome to another episode of The Trillium Show. This episode is going to be different from some of the other ones that we've done. Usually when we are talking about scientific procedures, we're talking about data. And I like to try and teach and talk about things that have science behind them. Um, just as a disclaimer, this podcast isn't going to be one of those episodes. This is going to be one of those shows that a mentor of mine, Dr. Robert McClellan, would say, kind of with a smirk on his face, the plural of anecdote isn't data. And that was something that was drilled into our heads during general surgery training, is that just because something happens once or twice doesn't mean that there is science behind it to prove that it's valid. But at the same time, in plastic surgery, a lot of what we do doesn't have good science behind it. And we're trying to fix that, but so much of what we do is subjective that you really can't have a lot of data behind some of the things that we do day in and day out. This is one of those things that was just kind of too cool not to talk about. And what I'm talking about is the treatment of premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, more commonly known to the lay public as PMS, with a blood pressure medicine. And this is something that until about a year ago, I had never heard of until one of our nurse anesthetists who had been in practice for a long time started talking about it. She said, well, you know, I've never PMSed since I was in nurse anesthesia school because an anesthesiologist had given me this trick and it works like a charm. And as we were talking, she kind of talked through this. The trick, the secret, is the use of a generic low-dose blood pressure medication called hydrochlorothiazide. It's been out forever. It's very safe. And she has been taking this a couple of days before her menstrual cycle starts, probably for 30 years. I was initially very skeptical. I did some research. There is absolutely no data out there suggesting that this is a real thing. But at the same time, um, my wife and I talked about it and she tried it. It worked for her. And so we decided to test a small dose on our 14 year old and it worked for her. So I have, you know, an N of, of three, three of three of people that I know in my life who have tried this uh, before your menstrual cycle, your body retains fluid. What a low-dose thiazide diuretic does is it is going to cause you to get rid of some of that fluid and prevent some of the swelling and bloating. That can happen in your body. The theory is that it's swelling within your brain, 
specifically your frontal cortex, where kind of behavior and emotion is controlled, that causes some of the irritability and the behavioral, emotional problems that accompany some women's menstrual cycles. And it makes a lot of logical sense. Again, there's no science behind it. The only thing that I was really able to find when I was looking on the internet is that there are a couple of very small studies one which came out in 2016, and I'm actually surprised it was even published. It was a study of one woman who underwent a series of brain scans around the time of her menstrual cycle and showed that her brain actually swelled in the days leading up to her menstrual cycle. And then after her cycle was over, it returned to its baseline volume. And that kind of lends some credence to this theory that the thiazide diuretic is going to prevent some of that swelling. The other study I was able to find was a study out of the 1980s where some radiologists did MR studies looking at cerebral spinal fluid volume around the time of um, menstruation. And what they found was in premenopausal women, the volume of cerebrospinal fluid, so the fluid that sits around your brain and spinal cord that kind of acts as a cushion, goes up by about 10 milliliters during your menstrual cycle and then returns to baseline afterwards where it doesn't do that in either men or in postmenopausal women. So both of those things taken together kind of lend some credence to this thiazide as a treatment for brain edema or swelling and that it make some improvement in premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So again, as Dr. Mack would say, the plural of anecdote isn't data. This is something that is not mainstream, but in my very small experience has seemed to work. So it's something to talk to your gynecologist about, something to talk to your family practitioner about. I think we were using 15 milligrams for my wife. Seems to work really well. There is really, you only take it once. It's a single dose right when you start to feel a little bit irritable and really has been an eye-opening little experiment. So talk to your physician about it. Please don't call me. I'm not going to prescribe your. <laughs> I'm going to prescribe uh, blood pressure medication for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. That's kind of well outside my wheelhouse, but I wanted to bring this up and throw that out there because it is something that I think could very much impact a lot of women's health and well-being, certainly around the time of your menstrual cycle. Thanks for listening. This is straying way outside the realm of typical plastic surgery, but it was interesting and I thought I wanted to share it with everybody to let you know. Shoot me an email if you need to. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail for this. Media at drjasonhall.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram. Thanks and we'll see you the next show.